Hi, this is Jason Mudd with Axia Public Relations. And on this episode of On Top of PR, we are talking about Undercover Boss. And we've got one of their executive producers and head of creative sharing inside information as to what it takes to be on Undercover Boss and what that experience is like. This is going to be a great show, especially if you're a fan of Undercover Boss, if you're thinking about getting your boss on Undercover Boss, if you're the boss and you want to be on Undercover Boss, or if you're an employee working in the trenches who just senses that there needs to be some change in the organization, but you don't know how and where to start. We're going to give all that information away in this episode of On Top of PR. So stay with us. Welcome to On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Hello and welcome to On Top of PR. I'm your host, Jason Mudd, and today I'm joined by Mike from Undercover Boss. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Mike, uh, why don't you give us um, your, uh, your full name, title, and uh, your role on Undercover Boss? Sure. My name is Mike Cotton. I'm one of the executive producers on Undercover Boss, which um, I, we make for various different countries around the world. I'm currently based in London, but I'm an executive producer on the US version that also airs on CBS. Very nice. Very nice. And so uh, we have had the great pleasure of working with your organization for years, helping bosses get on uh, the show Undercover Boss. And uh, I think our audience would be very interested in learning uh, about the show and the criteria and what makes a good boss and, and all that good stuff. So why don't we start there? So uh, at a high level, what is it that you're looking for uh, on the show um, to um, uh, for a, a company, what's a good fit for a company? What are you looking for in a company? Sure. Well, assuming everyone knows the show, obviously, Undercover Boss, the whole idea of the show is that we take a high-level executive from a well-known business and we send them incognito within their own company to discover what's really going on within their business, to work alongside employees on the front line, um, speak to them, hear from them, work alongside them, and find out what's going on. Um, so it's kind of like a back to the floor experience. In terms of the businesses that we are looking for, we are looking for companies that are nationally, ideally nationally recognized brands that have million dollar plus turnovers, um, that are companies that the viewers that watch the show on CBS might recognize. But above and beyond that, I'm sort of personally for me, I'm really looking for a boss that wants to do the experience, that wants to embrace um, the undercover opportunity and have a specific kind of heart for a reason for why they want to go undercover in the first place. Very nice, yes. And I also know that it's important to your organization that the boss be, uh, you know, be somebody who represents diversity. Is, is that still the case? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, hey, look, we, um, yeah. In the current climate, of course, in particular, it always has been. But we want mm -hmm. uh, a we want to kind of feature a diverse workforce and also feature diverse bosses. I think you know it's trying to find diversity within a C-suite of a business isn't always necessarily always the easiest thing. I think it should be there should be more diversity right. in executive suites. Um, yeah. um, but yes, if we could feature a di you know if it's a if there's diversity within our casting, then I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I know that um, that's been, uh, you know, as you've kind of expressed, sometimes the challenge is finding somebody who's high ranking in the organization who meets that profile, especially when, uh, you know, I know a season or two ago, you guys were looking to find even more kind of younger and entrepreneurial uh, bosses to go on the show. Mm -hmm. And and it's I think yeah. it's hard to find all of that criteria also with the size company that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we are 
I think we're well aware of that. And I think we're sort of the last couple of seasons where that's sort of changing. I think initially on Undercover Boss, our kind of casting remit was always companies that had got X hundred million dollar turnover where they had X number of outlets in X number of locations. And I think that's, you know, I think for us, we are in season 10 now of the show. We've made over 100 episodes. I think what we're looking for now is kind of, yes, we absolutely want recognizable brands and yes, we want big businesses, but more above and beyond that, what we want, you know, I think we can forgo some of those things. If we've got a boss that's a brilliant character or a boss that has a really interesting reason for why they want to go undercover or, and has an right. interesting story. Yeah, great, great. And, uh, you know, you're hitting on all the points that, that we talk about with our clients also is, you know, you've got to have a reason that you want to go on the show and mm. it can't just be because you want more visibility for the company and the yeah. brand, right? And ideally, yeah. it's that you want to connect with the field uh, and get in the trenches with the employees mm. uh, and specifically maybe, and correct me if any of this is wrong, but you also want to connect with, um, you know, any changes uh, that may have been made and you want to see yeah. them live in the field. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think Undercover Boss is at its best when it's at its most real. And by that, I mean, when a boss really embraces the whole experience. Um, you know, this isn't, this isn't, a Undercover Boss isn't a promotional video. That's not, you know, right. that wasn't what it was set up for. We want people who are willing to go in there and sort of see what's really happening. And mm -hmm. yes, I'm sure they will undoubtedly always meet people that they'll connect with and the people that have amazing heartfelt stories. But sometimes they do also undercut, you know, see issues and see problems mm -hmm. firsthand that needs to be fixed. Um, but sort of for us, that's sort of one of the best things about it. I think if you ask anyone, everyone, nobody believes that their workplace is completely perfect. But to have someone from authority come in discover that problem, address it and fix it is a brilliant thing. Um, so absolutely, we sort of keep, we're, we're you know, for our undercover boss to work well, you need to have a boss that will wholeheartedly throw themselves into the process and work with us on us, work with mm -hmm. us on it and sort of trust us, trust us yeah. that you know, it will sort of all work out in the end. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, and speaking of the end, uh, that's probably everybody's favorite part is the reward segment. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we write occasionally on our blog about Undercover Boss and why you should go on and, you know, questions mm -hmm. to ask yourself and things like that. Um, and we get almost an overwhelming response from people who say, you should come to this location. Or they should say, you know, my loved one works at this store and they feel underappreciated. And, you know, we have we want to acknowledge those responses and we want to empathize with those individuals. But at the same time, you know, uh, my explanation to them is like you have a, as good of a chance or better of winning the lottery than you do happening to be one of the shadowed employees on Undercover Boss yeah. because it just doesn't work that way. Right. Um, you have to have one, a willing boss. Right. And two, they have to go to that, happen to go to that location and then happen to pick you to be the person that the boss is shadowing for the day. Yeah. Um, what would you say to those same people that, you know, they, they, they want someone to come to their location and or they want someone, a boss to shadow them so they can, you know, kind of uh, be exposed to what's going on at their location? What would I say to those people? I yeah. guess... You know, undercover boss, it is about the boss meets, they do work and they kind of work alongside and shadow individual employees and quite often, and you know, those people often get rewarded. But above and beyond that, bosses do learn that you, what we hope from this is that bosses will learn things that will mean that they make company-wide changes that could affect those people. I think, you know, if your boss was going to go on the show, you'd hope that regardless of whether 
they met you or not, that they would learn stuff that would mean that your work life would change. And that has happened in the past. We've had bosses right. that have set up employee relief funds or have raised the minimum wage across their entire organization. And I get that, you know, it's like winning the lottery, isn't it? If you're picked to, I guess, if you're an employee and you're picked to appear on the show in some ways. But, um, yeah, I, you, like I said, I hope, you'd hope that bosses would learn and would make changes to their organization as a whole. I mean, that's the dream. Yeah. Well, and to credit to your show, I think a lot of bosses do go on the show and they get exposed to things that he or she was not aware of that was going on in the organization. Uh, I also really like, you know, I've seen every episode. I like where the boss comes in and, you know, has an agenda. Like, I want to see how this plan that we devised is, is rolling out, how this policy is working. We rolled out new IT equipment. One of our clients rolled out a new point of sale uh, system yeah. in their retail stores. And uh, they wanted to see how well it was working since they spent so much money on it. And then, you know, to no surprise, you know, every boss goes undercover and they probably have pages worth of notes of things that, you know, they picked up on. But they have to kind of focus on the high level stuff uh, to be able to remember yeah. it all. Uh, but absolutely. I remember, you know, our clients said they made this huge investment in infrastructure for IT and then come to find out it either wasn't working or the company or the local management opted to not even turn it on. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, not even enable it because it didn't work uh, well. Yeah. So, you know, that that by itself is priceless information, you know, to, to gain from the field like that, mm -hmm. you know, on top of the exposure that you would get from uh, being on the show. So yeah. uh, tell us, uh, tell us what's going on right now, meaning you're, you're currently kind of doing some casting calls or requests for yeah. uh, bosses to come on the sh uh, on the show, right? Yeah. We absolutely are. We are making, we just started the production of our new season of Undercover Boss. So we are casting for more episodes. We're looking for businesses to take part. Uh, we've got a casting, we've got like a team that are reaching out to various different organizations to talk to bosses to see who wants to take part. Um, and yeah, we're going for a new season. I think this season above all, I think it could be one of our best and most exciting seasons. I think now is no better time for a boss to sort of go into an organization and see how they want to change. You know, there's mm -hmm. so much that's happening in the world. There's COVID, there's the Black Lives Matters movement. There's so many things that, um, so many issues and conversation topics that workplaces need to address to say how they can kind of move their company forward. So I think this is kind of like a really exciting opportunity for bosses to be able to go in and say, find out what, how they can improve their company and how they can change. Yeah. It's quite interesting. This shows may, you know, there's two things I think are really interesting. This when this show was first launched, it was launched off the back of a, many years ago, off the back of a huge global recession. And it started in the UK and then was shown in the US. I remember that, yeah. And it, was, and it was huge. And the reason why I think it was huge is because lots of the workforce felt that they were the bosses were out of touch with their lives and that they sat up in their ivory towers and made decisions and didn't really know what was going on. And I kind of feel there's, uh, you know, and that, that's because there's such a huge period of change. And I kind of think we're in a huge period of change right now as well. Um, you know, businesses are having to change and adapt from whether it's the travel industry to the hospitality industry to the manufacturing, everything's changing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think if you want to get a grip of your company at the moment and want to find out what's going on, this is like a brilliant opportunity to do that. And not only do that, but also show the general public that as a business, you're talking about these things and making changes. Brilliant. Yes. So uh, I totally agree. It is a great opportunity. The climate is ripe again. I remember when the show first launched, it was you know, kind of in the middle or coming out of the recession. And it was important for, uh, I think, uh, Americans to feel more connected to bosses or bosses, more importantly, to begin to sense the issues that are being faced uh, in the field by, by the average worker. 
so yeah, uh, this is a good time for us uh, to take a quick break, Mike, um, uh, in the show. And so we'll be right back with more questions after this quick break. Would you like to get on Undercover Boss? We can help. Check out our microsite, getonundercoverboss.com. That's getonundercoverboss.com. There you will find products, services, and resources to help you and your company connect with the show's producers and featured bosses. GetOnUndercoverBoss.com is not affiliated with nor endorsed by CBS, Undercover Boss, its production company, or affiliates. Okay, and we're back. Uh, thank you for that break. Uh, Mike, I wanted to um, uh, also kind of ask you, uh, how many episodes did you get renewed for this season? We are making nine more episodes. Season. nine episodes okay and um and and what would be kind of the timeline uh you know we're recording this in early september uh what's the timeline in which you want to have the guests uh or the the bosses uh all confirmed by ballpark sure. so well our kind of our, the way our production process works is that we are looking for bosses at the moment once we find an organization that wants that we want to work with and wants to work with us and we think would work for the show we um sort of do the deal with them, sign contracts, and then um, send some people within their organization to sort of look for employees in areas in which we might be able to film. But our kind of, our current production schedule is, is that we would start start to sign up organizations in the coming months. We would start to do that research within their organizations just before Christmas, and then start shooting in the new year. Okay, so that's very similar to uh, what we've experienced with our clients in the past as well. So, yeah. um, and then, so you, you shoot into the new year and then kind of what's the timeline for uh, post-production and the episodes to go live? Hey, so if you, if you imagine if you're a company that signed up, that sort of um, casting and research process within your organization takes, I'd say about um, anything between three to five weeks. Um, we then do it with the, the filming period itself is up to 10 days. It normally takes slightly less of the boss's time, but we say to allow 10 days for it. And then post that, we have the whole editing process. That takes about two months, usually. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we deliver it to the network. When the network shows it, it's kind of a matter that's out of our control. <laughs> I think traditionally they show it in, it can vary. I think their schedules have been changing because of COVID at the moment. Mm -hmm. But you know, we would hope that we would deliver this season sort of summer next year and it would either go out in kind of end of summer 21 or in the full schedule at some point okay okay excellent uh you guys uh, oh sorry i thought say we're just about to start airing five of the episodes that well hopefully five of the episodes that we made um uh, did a bit earlier this year which okay. should start yes i think in october on a friday evening so does that mean you're currently only in the market for four additional uh bosses no, no, no. We're in the market for nine bosses at the moment. Okay, okay. That great. was from a previous season that we delivered. Yeah. Well, speaking of bosses, um, it, obviously, you know, without getting too specific, can you talk about maybe some mistakes that people make coming in as the boss on the show? Mistakes? Um, well, things that they learn or um, mistakes that they make? Like mistakes they make coming into the show, uh, coming into the episode. I think... I think the only mistake a boss can make coming to the episode is when they don't give themselves over to the process. And by that, I mean, I think it's very hard when you're a boss of a big organization to kind of relinquish all power and control. Right. Um, hey, I'm used to running the show on the programs that I work on. And, you know, if you're someone that's used to running your own organization and knowing exactly where you're going to be at what time and where and having complete mm -hmm. control of the situation, coming onto this 
carry on signing a couple of us is a difficult process, but actually can sometimes be the most rewarding for them. But right. you know, if you come onto this process, you've got to be prepared to not know every detail about the journey you're about to go on. To um, you don't, you know, you don't know, always know where you're going or what department you're going to work in or what employee you're going to meet or work with. Because if you knew that, then it wouldn't be a genuine surprise, and we wouldn't be seeing your reactions for the first right. time. Right. on tv which can be a learning process for some of them i think they all enjoy it at the end um but that can be quite tricky to start with yeah yeah i imagine um i know when when the show first started one of the priorities were to have the boss experience um uh the lifestyle of the person that is in that actual position yeah. so it used to be that that you know you would fly them uh, to the new city or the new destination. My understanding was they sometimes wouldn't know where they're going next until, you know, the night immediately the night before or that morning. And, um, you know, I know some of the bosses, uh, just from, you know, being connected to some of them said, you know, uh, you know, they tried to put me up at the red roof Inn, and I'm not used to yeah. staying there. So I quickly, you know, checked into the hotel, did my little, uh, you know, recap interview and then scooted over the street to, uh, you know, the Ritz Carlton or whatever that they're used to. Uh, and, 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 and I know they don't, you guys don't want to hear that. Uh, but is that still the case? Like you want them to experience kind yeah. of, uh, economy accommodations? Weirdly, la, yes. I say weirdly. What I mean is, is that in Nigeria world, yes. And we sort of last season, we sort of wanted to change things a little bit. And last season, we tried to be a bit more raw and authentic than we have on past seasons. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, Boss is such, Undercover Boss is such a well-known show now, such a well-known brand. And I think, you know, if you look at the feedback from viewers, lots of people say, this can't be real. The employees must know that they were on the show. This is all a setup. And it's not. It's absolutely real and it's absolutely authentic. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to try and enhance that last season. So last season, we did go back to the... They're not staying in, the bosses weren't staying in five-star hotels. They were staying in the types of hotels that um, kind of blue-collar workers might, um, right, right. Might, might stay in. And so, and we try to do that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, hey, look, we've, we've featured all things on the show. I remember we did an episode once with um, a boss called, I think um, it was Klubeck, Stephen Klubeck, who ran um, Diamond Resorts. And we, we filmed it, made it part of the show where he checked into one hotel, did want to stay there and got straight back in his car and then checked into a five-star hotel. Yeah. So, um, and that, you know, so, and I kind of like it when we feature that. I sort of feel like we can break the mold now and then. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, especially, I mean, you know, I've had people say, you know, I own hotel chain or, you know, multiple hotels. If I'm in a city where there's one of my hotels, I'm going to stay there as opposed to wherever, you know, they might want me to stay. So I can completely understand that. Mm -hmm. um, let's, um, Let's talk a little bit uh, about you guys did um, one or two seasons where you focused on uh, celebrities. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I know initially that was very successful. Uh, how did that go overall? And, and what does the future look like for doing uh, more celebrity undercover boss? I think it was something that we tried and I think it went really well. I wouldn't ever, I don't think we'd ever rule out doing it again. I mm -hmm. think it's, it's a slightly different thing, isn't it? I think um, it's sort of, under undercover celebrities sort of felt it was more of like right. a talent, talent search in a way yeah. Yeah. um so there and and i think they did well i think it's not where undercover's boss his heart is is within businesses and organizations um that are much kind of which are relatable to the more relatable to the viewers at home but i mean it was a it was fun it was fun to try out i think it was a mm -hmm. it was a fun experiment yeah you mentioned this earlier uh you know people 
have their own opinions. Um, and it's often hard to change people's mind, especially it seems mm -hmm. like in the current era. But um, uh, a lot of people, you know, have told me uh, that they think the show is fake and it's a mm -hmm. promotional video. You know, from working with you and others at your organization, I, I certainly know that it's not. But what yeah. would you say to those viewers or maybe even non-viewers who say, I don't watch because, uh, you know, clearly it, it's not as it appears. Can you kind of walk them through, you know, exactly how it, it it's a surprise to the boss and, and and what they could even look for on the show and even examples um, of that? I can without giving away too much in case anyone who ever is filled with um, yeah. watches this. Right. But absolutely. We, you know, we... Um, go to great lengths to ensure that this is a real authentic experience for the boss mm -hmm. and for the people that take part. And by that, I mean, we um, work very closely with the organization or the business that we sign up um, and make sure that sort of everything that we do is kind of kept at a distance from the boss. So everything's new and surprising for them. Like you said, we don't reveal to the bosses where they're going until just before. So they can't kind of research and prep for it themselves. And then in terms of the employees that we film with, we go to great lengths for them to not think it's undercover boss. That used to be very, in early seasons, that used to be very easy because it wasn't such a well-known show. Right. Now, after we kind of have a cover company that um, it's, you know, we've got a, a separate company, a cover company that looks for all those people and does all that research. Mm -hmm. um, we um, have a ruse like say that everyone who's filming thinks we're making an entirely different show. We can have sort of decoy people or decoy crew members put in to distract people. Um, we'll do everything that's needed to kind of keep it a surprise. Right. And I genuinely think, you know, even right to the point where everyone thinks, oh, when they get to the bit at the end where they're given the rewards, they must know that it's undercover boss and they don't because yeah. we're constantly confusing them. We're constantly right. changing things to sort of, sort of mix it up. Um, and I, you know, sometimes the boss's cover does get blown, but we actually feature that because I think it's a good thing. It mm -hmm. shows that it's still real. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's one of those things. I think I, I sometimes think, God, I wish we could make a behind-the-scenes program mm -hmm. about how on the yeah. boss is made um, because it would really show you that people how genuine it is. But obviously, then that would sort of ruin lots of our trade secrets and how we make it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, those rewards when we film them sort of play out almost as live. And what you're seeing is sort of what happens. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be very interesting to do kind of a, a, a reel like you're describing where you show kind of some of that behind the scenes of what goes on yeah. and what happens. I, uh, and, and I would say also that um, anybody I know that's been on the show, their feedback is always very positive about just how creative, you know, you and your team were to pull off those ruses and, and make it so there's, there's so much going on or so many distractions that they don't have the opportunity to see that. Also, I've had clients, uh, you know, who I think would be great for the show, but they don't want to go on the show because they say, uh, everybody knows who I am. I have a strong, big personality. I'm always in front of our team members. I'm, I'm, I'm traveling, you know, and, and, and candidly, some of them have very, uh, you know, unique voices or unique mannerisms or, maybe even unique, you know, shape or size that, that they think would really give them away. But I, yeah. I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, have you ever seen a movie where there's a character who you yeah. just don't, don't recognize because of their, uh, you know, attire and their hair and their makeup and maybe even a voice changer involved. And so mm -hmm. there is a story uh, that, that you guys have shared with me. Um, and I think I know what episode it is, but I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, assume. But there's one where the boss is having lunch during a lunch break at a picnic table, sitting right across from his own son. And his own son doesn't even recognize him because the hair and makeup, et cetera, is so good. 
absolutely that's absolutely yeah and that's a true story yes we had that and i can't remember which episode it was now there's been so many of them but yes we had one moment i can remember when the boss was in disguise and the son was sat table next to him in fact walked straight past him yeah. and when the boss sort of grabbed his hand as he walked past the the like picture on his face was priceless because he had no idea that it was his father <laughs> but i think that's um if that was one reason holding up someone back from taking part i would say that they should talk to us because mm -hmm. we can you know we have like we did that whole series of undercover celebrity where well-known celebrities were disguised and people had no idea who they were right, right. in our last season we did filming with a company called walk-ons and one of the, um one of the business partners within that company was drew Brees, the obviously the famous um quarterback yeah. so um and we successfully disguised him and in his hometown where every, he said it would be impossible to do it <laughs> and we managed to do it and he you know and, and his cover wasn't blown so there's you know there's prosthetics there's various things that we can do to kind of help right. with that well you all get a lot of credit for doing a great job with those bosses and and those situations to be able to pull that off is not an easy task but again you're professionals you're experts you have the experience you know what to do to make that happen so yeah, yeah, that's great. yeah, we've done. I think we've done 120 episodes now of Undercover Boss in the US alone. Mm -hmm. Many more hundreds around the world. This show is yeah. made obviously in the UK, it's all around Europe, in Japan, in Canada. Um, yeah. So yeah, we know what we're doing now. Well, speaking of Canada, we have a company who is interested in coming on the show who is both in Canada and in the United States, and uh, and so I'm talking to one of your casting people about them right now, and I think that could be. That could be very interesting to uh, you know kind of see if they they would be a good fit for that. So speaking of, Definitely. let's just kind of run through for the the audience one more time. So the size company you're typically looking for is is what to what as far as number of employees and, and annual revenue. Uh, we, I would say, look, um, I do, we don't we sort of stop putting a cap on in terms of the revenue itself. Mm -hmm. We want them to have a million dollar plus revenue, obviously in terms of the number of locations as well. I'm looking for organizations that have enough locations that we can successfully send someone undercover. Mm -hmm. we've, had, we've had some business in the past that don't have lots of locations, but they're a well-known brand name. Right. If, if, it's, if they've still got enough that we can send someone you know, undercover successfully, then we'll look at doing it. Mm -hmm. I think we're not, um, it's, it's, for me, it's about the brand recognition more than the okay. turnover and the number of locations. Right. Okay. Because I've seen many episodes where you'll go into consumer houses to provide a consumer service with the boss. Uh, yeah. I've seen where you've gone to, you know, warehousing and manufacturing and, and distribution uh, yeah. centers. Uh, so, you know, I, I tell companies all the time, you know, think creatively about where that yeah. might be. I think there was one episode where uh, uh, some kind of uh, retail chain, they went to the farm or to the dairy that they use. Right. And, yeah. uh, and obviously that dairy was known by the company, but it was important for the, the boss to understand the process, the people yeah. and, and who he's doing business with. Absolutely. And there's all those secondary suppliers that often still supply materials or services that affect the mm -hmm. quality of their product Absolutely. So it's important for them to check it out. And I, I actually love it when we do that because it sort of provides more variety within the episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Okay, good. Well, um, I, I'm so pleased to have you on the show today. And, um, you know, certainly um, if there's people out there who want to learn more about Undercover Boss, they can certainly check out uh, the website. Uh, we also, you know, have some content on our website where we help to explain how the process works and why companies should explore it. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully somebody uh, watching or listening today says, you know what, I want to, you know, explore this for my company. And, uh, and, you know, so if that's somebody out there and they're interested, they could certainly contact uh, our, our organization. We can help them with that. Um, I guess, uh, you know, 
I've been asked this a lot, so let me ask you this question. Let's say you know, you're somebody in, in an organization where you think this is a great opportunity for the boss to come undercover and experience um, you know, being undercover at our company, but you don't have the CEO's ear or the org, org structure is not such that you, you know, have the ability to reach out to the CEO. Uh, if you're that, that worker within the organization, uh, what do you recommend you do? Because one thing I obviously advise is, hey, the fewer people who know that the company is exploring this, the better, right? The easier it yeah. is to keep it undercover. So, so if you're putting your mind, your if you put your mind around, you know, person X that works for the company who would really like to see the boss go undercover, should they write a letter to the boss? What do you think they should do? That's a very good question. I think yes, I would say try and we try and talk directly to the boss. Mm -hmm. However, that method of communication is if it's if they can email them, if they can write a letter, if they can. Um, contact them in one way or another i think that would be the best thing to do or that whoever that boss's right hand man or woman is right. um, can get direct contact to them i think mm -hmm. quite often we sometimes i think part of when we can talk to the bosses direct um we can get a company on board because i think once they watch the episodes and they understand the process if it's something that even slightly appeals to them um mm -hmm. We can sort of, you know, we can talk with them or work with them on the project our best episodes when we sort of collaborate with a boss right. so um yeah Try and, try and contact them direct. Yeah, that's what I recommend also. Uh, you know, the boss obviously has to be interested. I think that's a popular misconception too, is that it's like a gotcha, you know, like uh, somehow your show is undercover and the boss doesn't even know it. And of yeah. course, that's, I, I just, I wonder if people have ever seen the show when they think that's what's happening, right? So yeah. it's not, it's not, hey boss, we're undercover and you're busted, right? It's yeah. the boss goes undercover to see what's happening. And I think people confuse that all the time. Yeah, um, I, think so. I think there's like a nervousness somewhere. Yes, I totally think, you know, this isn't a candid camera show. Like you say, right. the, bosses own, the bosses eventually own their journeys. Yeah. And they're the ones that change things at the end. Yeah. I, I can't really think of any organizations that we've ever made a show with on Undercover Boss that end up unhappy at the end. Yeah. I always say to bosses, if this was an action movie, you're the hero. <laughs> and an action movie never ends with the hero looking bad at the end. Right. They, they, they succeed and they change yeah. things they, and they win. And so that's the whole idea of this show as well. Yeah, and I just think it's, uh, I've learned from what your organization has told me and what I've observed as a, as a viewer, as well as guiding clients to the process is that it's an extremely rewarding and fulfilling experience. And I tell people, there was the reason you decided to go on the show, which was nine times out of 10, because you're a CEO, you wanted either to improve your systems and, 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 and see uh, what's going on in the field, you wanted the visibility for your company so that you were more visible in the marketplace. Uh, you know, but what comes out of it is that you see that you've got great people working for you. There's, you have a ton of impact and influence on their life and you can give back to the people who give to your company every day in a meaningful way. And, you know, it just blows me away. I mean, uh, some of the programs that have been created through a boss just getting in those trenches unfiltered and seeing what's really happening. And I think everybody wants to improve their company, uh, make their company better for the customer, better for the employee. And uh, so, you know, I've even told clients, look, if you don't qualify to be on Undercover Boss, you still might want to figure out a way that you can be in the trenches and, and maybe even go undercover yourself. And with modern technology, you know, it's not unreasonable for a successful company to be able to put their CEO undercover with prosthetics and other things, although that's a little extreme. Yeah. Uh, but there are ways to go undercover and mystery shop and 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 shadow your employees yeah. and things like that that could be extremely valuable for any company. You don't just have to go on national television to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Mike, anything else you wanted to share with our audience before we wrap up today? No, I don't think so. I think that's it. I mean, it's been great talking, been really great talking with you. Yeah, well, and sounds like we've got a few different companies to be talking about. So I'm excited about that. And hopefully we can secure a few of those uh, nine spots you have available for uh, for bosses. So it's been a real pleasure. I'm glad you were here and able to share a little bit more. And um, again, many thanks to you and uh, thanks to our audience for uh, for participating today. This has been On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by Review Maxer. <laughs>